World View Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. 22 minutes after 6, good morning. Well, a series of important developments again in the Middle East and affecting the Middle East overnight. And in an Israeli airstrike, a Christian Greek Orthodox church in Gaza City has been hit, while the Israeli Defense Minister, Yoav Gallant, has told Israeli soldiers they will soon see Gaza from the inside, suggesting Israel will send soldiers into Gaza. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization says it's ready to send aid into Gaza. It's still, from what I understand, looks like only 20 trucks will be allowed through the rougher border post with Egypt. Meanwhile, the situation for Palestinians continues to get worse. Limited supplies of water, food and fuel. So far, the number I have, 3,785 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli attacks. 1,400 Israelis were killed in the Hamas attacks two weeks ago. Naeem Jin is a senior researcher at the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection. Naeem, good morning and thanks again for your time. Good morning, Stephen. First, uh, the U.S. President Joe Biden this week warning Israel against going into Gaza, warning Israel against making the sort of rage-fueled mistakes the U.S. made after 9-11. Senior American military leaders on CNN, I think, deliberately over the last week, saying it would be impossible for Israel to remove Hamas from Gaza and that many people would lose their lives. Then we have Galant's comments yesterday. Do you think Israel will do it? I don't think that Israel will. I think Galan's comments, uh, in a sense, are necessary to keep up the morale of, of the troops. You've amassed um, more than 100,000 troops, reservists uh, are ready, etc. Um, you can't just keep them there for weeks on end without giving them some objective. So from, from that perspective, I think his comments to the troops are necessary, but it doesn't seem likely with the, with the kind of responses coming now from the U.S., saying that this is not a good idea, and also that Israel knows that uh, after what happened in 2014, uh, sending in ground troops won't be an easy ride for for them in uh, Gaza. In 2014, the troops went in and were ambushed, and a number of them were killed and, and captured, etc. So I don't think it's going to happen. The aid trucks at the rougher border, co- border post, and I don't quite understand this. We all know that the Palestinians need water, food, fuel, electricity. 20 trucks of aid is not going to do that. The World Health Organization says it's ready to send more aid. Is this all dependent on the Israeli attitude? Is it they who get to decide how much aid goes into Gaza? Well, it seems, yes, absolutely so. Um, so there's, there's, there's uh, hundreds of trucks waiting to go in. Uh, from the World Health Organization, number of NGOs uh, from across the world, etc. Um, but uh, it depends on what the what the Israelis decide. And so, the 20 trucks as well was a deal made between Biden and Netanyahu. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the and and then today the uh, the Egyptians have indicated that it might, the Rafah might not be open uh, today. So the Israelis agreed that they would allow 20 in as a kind of, if you like, pilot project. But uh, then last night bombed uh, uh, along the Rafah crossing as well. So it's unsure whether even they will go in. So what are the big variables now? Sort of who's, I mean, I hate to put it like this, name. whose move is it? And in a way, obviously, kind of Israel is the dominant military power. So they probably have the most strategic options. Um, yes and no. I mean, I, I think that they, they do have them. Uh, they, they are the dominant military power. They determine uh, the, the opening and closing of the borders, even the border with, uh, with Egypt. But it seems to me that the kind of lull from the side of the Raza resistance 
if not because they've uh, run out of steam, but I, I think that they're waiting for a ground invasion. I think that they're preserving troops, uh, fighters for, for that. Um, and so uh, they probably believe that they have the kind of uh, strategic, strategic advance, uh, advantage from that perspective. Also, in a sense, the whole thing is, uh, again, I, I hate to put it in this way as well, but the whole thing is a kind of uh, um, game of attrition. Uh, who can last longer? And um, and I, I suspect that from the side of the of the Gaza resistance, they're looking at the change of attitudes uh, from the Europeans and the Americans, and believe that they probably can last longer than than the Israelis do. Um, how many? Uh, civilians will be killed in the meanwhile is is an open question. We're going to run out of time in just a second, but the risk of a much bigger conflict. So, in other words, if Israel goes into Gaza, you suggest that that won't happen. And, and I know you've been consistent in that analysis, Naeem. Um, but that would, you know, provoke Iran and Hezbollah coming in uh, from the north. Um, that could mean that the U.S., which has two big aircraft carrier there, are suddenly in direct conflict with Iran. Uh, the chances of that happening? The chances of Iran coming in, I think, are low because uh, they don't want to provoke that bigger war. Uh, the chance of Hezbollah getting involved is possible, not only Hezbollah, Hezbollah and Palestinian factions from Lebanon, uh, that is possible. Um, I don't know whether the bombing of the Greek Orthodox Church last night will bring in um, kind of Christian pressure to bear, we'll see. Naeem Jinnah, I really appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Senior researcher at the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection.